all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. Good morning. Welcome to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And Happy New Year, and we're kicking off this new year with some info that you may have seen in the news recently about the best diets uh, that are out there, because I know that is a part of a lot of folks' New Year's resolutions. I've got Dr. Fiona Lewis joining me in the studio today to help answer those questions. If you have a question or a comment, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 You can send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at UMMC. And joining me in the studio today, I have Dr. Fiona Lewis, who is also at UMMC, also in the Department of Preventive Medicine. But she is a registered dietitian, a uh, doctor of public health, and a chef. And uh, so she is uniquely qualified to answer almost any nutrition question you probably could throw her away. She's giving me a face now, like, don't be telling people that. But she is. She um, is uh, a new transplant here to Mississippi. She's uh, coming to us from New York. And she's been here in the department for a couple of months. And today we want to talk about um, the new report that's come out, that comes out every year, about uh, the best diets. Mm -hmm. So it's U.S. News & World Report, uh, Best Diets. And, you know, I really... I very much dislike the word diet in general, exactly. you know, because, you know, exactly. diets are something you go on and go off exactly. of. Uh, diet is usually, it also has a, like a negative connotation yes. to it, like it's restrictive, like yes. I'm on a diet, so I cannot have these things. Yes. So, you know, I prefer the term eating pattern, exactly. but it tends to, to slip out as diet, and that's the term that most people are uh, used to, so that's the one that tends to come up in, in the news and in literature most. But that's what we're talking about today. So um, if you have a question about anything you might have seen on the news recently about those diets or just any nutrition question in general, we would love to take those calls today. Our number is one eight seven. Seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, and you can email me at fit at mpbonline.org. 
So it's January, which means it is the season of the of the resolution, you know, and p- people are making those. Uh, actually, Marshall asked me on the way into the studio what my New Year's resolution was, and I said, I don't have one. Um, it doesn't mean I don't have a plan. That's right. Just doesn't mean I, I just I don't have this um, kind of lofty goal that's out there that a lot of people kind of burn the candle at both ends trying to get to, and then it. Kind then of, by uh, June, yeah, or by February, <laughs> for some, that's right. By February, yeah, it has has trickled on down, fizzled, uh, fizzled down. Um, so it's not that I am anti goal setting; I am very much goal setting. Mm-hmm. But let's nibble it away and not try to make a um, a massive goal. Let's think about little short term goals Absolutely. that we can smart can make. Goals. Yeah, smart goals. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a smart goal, Fiona? Sure, goals that are specific that are measurable. They are attainable. That's the big one. They are time um, bound by time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll give an example. Um, this is not necessarily true for me, but let's say if I wanted to lose weight, I would say something like, I'd like to lose five pounds within um, the next uh, two months. I think I could lose five pounds mm-hmm. within two months. So that's attainable, you know, realistic. And uh, the two months is the, is the uh, time-bound part. And um, how am I going to do that? I am going to eat from a smaller plate. Right. So they're very specific. I can measure it. I, you know, at the end of two months, I should be able to lose five pounds. Mm-hmm. If I haven't, then I need to readjust my goals. It doesn't mean that the world is going to come to right. an end if I haven't met my goal. Right. So. That's that's mm-hmm. the big part. And so you kind of took it from a smart goal to a smart plan mm-hmm. and then the smart backup plan, plan which exactly. is very important to have exactly. all pieces of that. Exactly. You know, when um, folks come to see me for lifestyle medicine, you know, I usually start off with what is, you know, what what is the, the one thing that you're wanting mm-hmm. to focus on mm-hmm. the most, right? And, you know, probably 75% of the time it's weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll say, okay, well, you know, what what's your weight goal? Mm-hmm. And it's usually something very drastic. Yes. So 50, 75, 100 pounds. And that is not saying that we don't want to have that as our ultimate finish line. Mm-hmm. But... Um, that degree of weight loss is going to take time. Exactly. And so instead of judging my success on whether or not I lose 50, 75, mm-hmm. or 100 pounds, which is going to take a while to do, mm-hmm. and people tend to get discouraged, is let me make a much, much shorter uh, short-term goal for that, which the one I usually do with folks is 5% of exactly. your total body weight, right? Exactly. So let's say, you know, you weigh 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 10% of that is, is 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, 5% of that's going to be 10 pounds. So mm-hmm. let's say 10 pounds is our initial goal. Mm-hmm. Now, how quickly? What's that time piece exactly. on that, right? And so most um, resources are going to tell you, you know, a pound to two pounds a, a week, week. Mm-hmm. Um, is a safe uh, weight loss, safe, st- sustainable weight loss. And so I usually err on the side of, of um, less restrictive. So yes. I'll say a pound, you know, Absolutely. no more than a pound a week. And so if I got to lose 10 pounds in 10 weeks, so my goal is is that, you know, that we're going to lose 10 pounds in in 10 weeks, two and a half months. And so that's, it gives you a a goal to work toward, but not a goal that is so far out in the Mm -hmm. distance that you lose your uh, gusto. And you get overwhelmed. And you get overwhelmed like, oh my gosh, there's no way I can do that, right? Exactly. And you can, we just got to nibble away at it a little bit at a time. Yes. 
Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about these uh, diets that are out there, this, uh, this report that came out. So, you know, the first thing I want to talk about is um, kind of how they come to mm-hmm. the rankings and what, that act- what they actually mean. So a lot of folks think that when it says best overall diet or best diet, that that means weight loss mm-hmm. because that's what we tend to think about diets. diets. And weight loss. That's not what it means, right? So there are several things that go into the rankings, and there are several categories on that report. Mm-hmm. So the one that's been in the news lately um, is the best overall diet ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they actually rank 10 of them. Um, usually the ones that get pushed out uh, in reports are the top three, which top three best overall for this year are Mediterranean mm-hmm. Uh, dash and flexitarian, yes. right? And I know everybody went, huh? On that last <laughs> one, they're like, what's flexitarian diet? Well, we're going to talk about it because it's actually a, a really nice eating pattern. Yes. I, I like flexitarian. Yes. I, I did flexitarian for a while before I moved into completely so plant based. You know, so uh, for overall diets, it's not just weight loss. They look at, at other stuff, too, mm-hmm. right? What are some other things they look at? So they look at um, how easy is it to follow. Right. Um, diets can be very restrictive. So what's the point in coming up with a plan that you can't follow right. and achieve your goals? So right. that was I, I, I thought that was really good that they yeah. uh, took that into consideration. Yeah. yeah. What else did they... Um, they they look at the cost yes. of it. You know, is it going to be super expensive yeah. to eat this way? Yeah. You know, I mean, they'll still rank it on a on a good diet scale if it's got sound nutrition mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. But it may just score a little bit lower down on on the list if it's you know super expensive mm-hmm. to eat that way. Um, and then the the other big one is is it based in science? Yeah, you know, does yes. it work? Exactly. You know, does it work? And so that's that kind of best overall, but then there are other categories in there. So there's, um, let's see, what were some of the ones I was looking at? There's the best weight loss mm-hmm. um, category. So they, again, they rank the top 10 that are best for weight loss. And then they go even a little bit further and rank the ones that are best for rapid weight loss. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the ones that are best for rapid weight loss, that tends to be the ones that are more keto, yes. um, Atkins yes. type, very low carb diets. Uh, that are very restricted. Yes. What you will notice is that none of the ones on the rapid weight loss cross over to uh, the ones on the best, best. list. Yes, the overall the best. overall best list. Yeah. Um, so again, it goes back to to goal setting and what you want your ultimate goal to be. Mm-hmm. Whether you want it to be lasting, sustainable uh, weight loss. Yeah. There's also um, ones on their best heart healthy diet, uh, best diet for diabetes, uh, best um, plant based diets. Mm -hmm. All of those are are there are categories out there, rankings out there for those. Time and time again, though, when you look at um, across the categories that that I like to look at, you know, the heart healthy ones, the diabetes Mm -hmm. ones, you know, the best overall Mediterranean dash and flexitarian show up on on all of those in the in the top you know three to five on every single one of those Mm -hmm. they they win 
And so what I want to spend a little bit of time doing is kind of going through each one of those dietary patterns and talking about what is a Mediterranean Mm -hmm. diet, what is a DASH diet, and what is the flexitarian diet, which is probably what folks know the the least about. Um, It sounds made up, but (laughs) it's not. Um, But, you know, we'll start um, with uh, Mediterranean diet, which I would like to start by saying – it's kind of a misnomer because there's not one particular Mediterranean diet, yeah. right? You know, the Mediterranean countries are kind of where this diet originated out of or this way of eating. But, it, I mean, people in Italy are going to eat... Regional. It's basically right. regional right. foods that right. fit into that pattern, right. that style of eating. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, Italians are going to eat a little different than people from Greece. Exactly. And, you know, that kind of thing. When we think about going to different restaurants, they, you know, an Italian mm-hmm. restaurant is different than a Greek mm-hmm. restaurant, but they all tend to follow a lot of the same principles. principles broad principles. About how they, uh, they eat mm-hmm. uh, these different types of foods. And so we'll really talk about... Um, what that pattern looks like. Mm-hmm. One thing I do want to kind of throw out and rem- and folks may not realize it, um, Mediterranean, Dash, and Flexitarian, they're all three. Say it, Fiona. Plant-based. They're all three plant-based diets. Yes, they are. Um, And so, you know, we tend to think of plant-based diets as only being vegan or vegetarian. Exactly. And that's simply not the case. And we'll talk about what it means to have a plant-based diet as well. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break of the hour. Now is a great time to go ahead and get your questions or your comments about nutrition and dietary patterns in. That number is 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672. 7464. You can send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after the break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell. Joining me in the studio today is Dr. Fiona Lewis, registered dietitian and chef and all things special at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, uh, Department of Preventive Medicine. And we've been tackling um, the new diet report that's out and the best diets for 2019. If you have a question about nutrition or diets, we would love to talk with you today. That number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one 877 7464 My email is fit at org. All right, Fiona, um, real quick, mm-hmm. like... 
you had to sum up plant-based diet, because okay. we talked about the top three mm-hmm. best overall diets, Mediterranean, Dash, Flexitarian, mm-hmm. all of those can be considered a plant-based diet. What does a plant-based diet mean? Sure. So plant-based, I'll start with what it doesn't mean. It doesn't <laughs> mean uh, vegan and vegetarian. What it means is that I'm adding more plants, whole plants, whole foods to my um, to my um, eating pattern. Right. I won't say diet. That's right. My eating pattern on my plate, to on be specific. Yep. Or my bowl. <laughs> yes, our bowl. Could be, yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm eating from the grain group, whole grains, nothing processed. I'm eating from my fruits and vegetables. Um, I'm not peeling if um, it doesn't require me to peel the fruit or vegetable. Um, I'm including... Uh, raw when, when I can, a little bit of raw and cooked uh, fruits and vegetables. And I am doing plant proteins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing legumes, I'm doing beans, I'm doing um, lentils, and any which way I want to prepare them. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that I have to prepare them a certain way. I can bar- I could still put some barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. some really nice sauce going. I can make a lentil loaf. Um, I can saute my greens. I could massage my greens with some um, acid, like some vinegar. I can um, eat my greens raw. Mm -hmm. I can eat my greens as part of a grain bowl as opposed to just eating the greens on the side. Sometimes that gets a little monotonous Mm -hmm. and boring. So it just means I have more plants on my plate. As it relates to um, animal protein, it means that I'm eating lean protein, lean Mm -hmm. cuts of protein. If I'm having a steak, um, I'm looking for less marbling, Mm -hmm. that there's much marbling and I'm trimming my my red meat. And that's um, in terms of meat consumption, red meat consumption. I'm not doing that very often, maybe a few times a month. Right. Um, And really uh, all of your animal proteins are if you're choosing to eat them on a plant-based diet, mm-hmm. they're in much smaller exactly. portions. Exactly. They're kind of the the, the, the garnish. Side. Yeah, they're, they're the garnish or the yes. condiment and not, not the main main exactly. feature on the plate. So not an eight-ounce steak. Not an eight-ounce steak. <laughs> so really, you know, especially if you look at Dash, um, it has a, a pretty specific recommendation as oh, to, yeah. to how to keep the protein under yeah. it. And we'll talk about that yeah. in just a minute. So um, getting back to talking about um, protein, because that's mm-hmm. the the thing I hear the most from folks, and and I'll admit it, I was one of the top skeptics mm-hmm. before going uh, plant based. Was where do you get your protein? You know, and people would say it all the time. You know, where do you get your protein? And I used to ask folks, you know, where where do you get exactly. your dang protein? Exactly. You know, because we think about having to have meat or an egg, or something Mm -hmm. like that to get our protein content. And uh, kind of my first thing is, well, how much protein do you think you need? Exactly. Yeah? Exactly. Um, And so talk to me about protein needs. Sure. So basically protein needs for people who are not um, ill. Mm -hmm. Um, It's usually 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. Um, Anything above that means that you have extra, your body has needs for extra protein. So if you are uh, a un- uh, cancer patient, right. you might need, and you're on chemo, you, you're going to be muscle wasting mm-hmm. and um, losing some protein there. Um, even people who go to the gym, not necessarily more than, po- more than one, I would right. say, one, one. Gram, yeah. one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight. Um, anything above that, you want to be very mindful about because you can de- develop kidney stones as well as um, leach calcium 
from your bones because you're trying, the body's trying to buffer um, the byproduct, which is a lot of acid from eating Mm -hmm. a lot of protein. So um, where do you get your protein from if you're plant-based? You're doing your legumes, your beans and peas, um, your lentils. And you're doing your grains. Some, sometimes people don't know that whole grains like quinoa. Right, I mean, they really are. are. Yes. Even oats have oats. A, a, yes. a fairly yes. decent yes. amount of protein in them. And so when you combine them with exactly. the other things you're talking about, exactly. I have never not met my protein target. And if I'm a few grams shy today, then, you know, I catch up you the, know, next, the day. next day. Um, but what I realized when I started entering all my stuff is I was eating just way too much protein mm. for what my what my goals were mm. you know and if you've got um you know if you're got specific weight training mm-hmm. goals like maybe you know you're you know an endurance athlete mm-hmm. or a weight training athlete then you know tap in with a sports new dietitian right exactly. who understands the extra needs exactly. that someone has there the same deal if you've got if you're a cancer patient or let's say um you were a burn patient exactly. they need more protein HIV, or, right AIDS, yeah. or you've got um you know um cystic fibrosis exactly. or you know, something that changes your normal metabolic pattern mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. with a dietitian mm-hmm. who can calculate your individual specific yeah. needs that's not something you're going to google and find the answer mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it's not somebody that's a celebrity on social media that's going to be able to tell you what your mm-hmm. your goals are that's going to be very 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 individualized so you mentioned legumes what mm-hmm. what is a legume it's basically some beans it's what beans beans, beans. okay it's just a fancy name for fancy beans. name for beans it's a chef name for beans <laughs> chef dietitian name for, for beans. beans all right just, you know black beans uh-huh. red beans Whatever beans, black eyed peas. Black eyed peas, yeah, all yeah, those yeah, different yeah. kinds of things. Now, a green pea, like an English pea, is mm-hmm. a little bit, it's different. a little bit different, right? Yes. It's a, a starchier exactly. type. Exactly. And so it would generally fall under more. Like a starchy vegetable. Right, just another vegetable. Mm-hmm. So don't think uh, you're going to get. signing off. A huge amount of protein uh, from green peas, you're going to get more um, from like a black-eyed pea or mm. a black bean or a kidney bean or a cannellini bean, yeah. something like that. And not to say green peas are not not an important part of your of diet, course. but they would be more your starch exactly. veggie type of, of, exactly. of thing there. So we're going to take a quick break and see if we can figure out what's going on with that. When we come back, we're going to start tackling the Mediterranean diet and what that means. If you've got a question, you can always give us a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring or you can send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome. 
Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. Uh, I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at UMC, and joining me today is Dr. Fiona Lewis. She's a registered dietitian and chef also with the Department of Preventive Medicine at UMC. And we've been talking about uh, dietary patterns today because the report just came out ranking the best overall and best categorical diets um, of the new year. And we are taking your questions or your comments about that. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464. My email is fit at mpbonline.org, and I'm happy to answer your questions that way as well. So um, to remind folks, the top three um, best overall diets, Mediterranean, Dash, and Flexitarian. And we're going to start going through those in just a minute. But I have my fingers crossed and my toes crossed that this phone's going to work this time. And I'm going to get to talk to Miss Kay in Memphis, Tennessee. Miss Kay, are you on the line with me? Well, hot dog. Thank you for being patient. What can we do for you today? Miss um, Kay, I cannot hear you, darling. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know. That's my fault. Okay. <laughs> I have one of these darn little flip-top phones. I have a, a smartphone that I've got to have somebody show me how to use. Sometimes so, I have to get somebody know. to show me how to use mine, too. And and this one uh, flips down, and when it flips down, you can't hear me. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm an old farm girl. I've uh-huh. always eaten healthy, and I still believe the pyramid was the best pattern for eating. <laughs> but, uh, and that's what I go by. Mm-hmm. And I'm 88 years old. My cardiologist says I'm in, he said, damn good health. All right. <laughs> but I grew up in the country. Mm-hmm. We grew everything we ate. Yep. But mm-hmm. the problem now is I'm on two different restrictions uh, for my diet. Mm-hmm. And one is for my cholesterol, which mm-hmm. doesn't bother me much. You know, I mostly eliminate pork. I can eat. If it swims or flies, I can eat it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, but the one that's right now I have the most question about, I've developed a little bit of a heart problem, and I, he put me on a warfarin. Okay. And okay. I know about the cruciferous vegetables, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's some others. I know I cannot eat spinach, but can I eat turnip greens? Well, you know. Do they the- have vitamin K? Spinach is high in vitamin K. That's what I'm avoiding. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, I actually, I get this question a lot Mm -hmm. in um, clinic, and I know Fiona does as well. So just backing up for listeners, um, warfarin uh, may also be known as Coumadin, uh, and it is a blood thinner. So um, lots of times... It's an anticoagulant. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. Keeps the blood blood from clotting up. Yeah, there is a difference. Yeah, there is a difference. There is a difference. I'm a medical social worker, so I know that. Yeah, yeah. And so forth pretty well. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. And so that's okay. And so um, vitamin K can actually kind of help the blood clot Clock. more. Yes. And so when we have someone on Coumadin and we're wanting to keep them from clotting um, or to kind of thin the blood out enough where it won't clot that much, mm-hmm. keep the cells from sticking together, then we often put people on what we call a Coumadin diet, yes. which is um, one that tends to be lower in vitamin K. Yeah. Yeah. I know, um, so let's talk about vitamin K. Yes. So what does vitamin K live in? Sure, it lives in, of course, the leafy greens, right. um, some teas, mm-hmm. um, and basically 
pretty much your dark yeah, green, yeah, dark green leafy vegetables, vegetables are the yeah. ones that, yeah. that it's in. Yeah. And so, you know, there's kind of the one school of thought that people should just avoid those. Yes. Right. I'm glad you're bringing um, it up now. And, you know, I've, I've definitely seen that camp. Um, I tend to fall in a slightly different camp that is if we uh, that we can have those. Yes. We've just got to eat consistent amounts yes. of those and we yes. get our Coumadin titrated appropriately to accommodate that type Absolutely. of dietary pattern. And usually the recommendation I'm with your second, mm-hmm. you know, with your camp in terms of um Eating, but consistent intakes of um, foods that are maybe moderately high or high in vitamin K. And that would be um, half a cup of cooked greens or a cup of raw greens. And that would be a consistent intake from day to day. So, for instance, if it's um, the summer and it's farmer's market time and I, you know, I love greens and I see the greens, I'm not going to go home and eat two cups of greens all of a sudden. I'm going to keep my intake consistent right um only because you know greens are so important for mm-hmm. diet. they have other nutrients um and they're also very beneficial for uh, their fiber intake as well phytochemicals antioxidants so just to eliminate them would not for me you right. know my right. my dietitian uh, ex- perspective i would not eliminate them i would work with um, my doctor to to um, get the the INR and the vitamin K intake consistent right. and work a right. system right. out. Right. Yeah. So original question was turnip greens. Yes, turnip mm-hmm. can, turnip greens would be um, a rich vitamin mm-hmm. K type of food uh, as well. Um, but if it's something that you feel that you really want in your diet, uh, which I think they're a great addition mm-hmm. to the diet, that would be sitting down with your mm-hmm. uh, physician and saying, you know, I really would like to incorporate more greens. Can we work on adjusting my Coumadin dose, more frequent um, measurement of my INR, which Mm -hmm. is the blood test that tells us kind of, you know, how thin or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we are or how likely we are to bleed um, and and get that uh, Coumadin dose to match what you're going to consistently do, which Mm -hmm. would be I'm going to have the same amount of greens Mm -hmm. and not just turnip greens, but a spinach or, you know, something that's comparable on the vitamin K um, content of that. Did that answer your question and probably a whole lot more, Miss Kay? <laughs> May I ask my other question? You sure can. Lay it on okay. me. <laughs> I know. Well, I know you were talking for people in general, mm-hmm. but you know that that stuff I already knew. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, and I and I'm not to the half cup yet. I've just started mm-hmm. out, and they're trying to get me stabilized. Yeah, and good. I won't go back from iron. I, I I call them my vampire. I <laughs> know <laughs> they poke you a lot. <laughs> but I have I have a great medical staff as far mm-hmm. as my, my my heart and all that stuff that's concerned. Oh Lord, there was something else I wanted to ask you. Oh, now when I reordered my vitamins, I did pick out one that did ha- did not have vitamin K in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that? better thing to do. I think that's fine. That's That's fine. fine. As long as that's going to be consistently what you take once they get your, um, you know, your INR, where do you want it to be? Yeah. Well, they will establish a new INR uh, when they get, when they finally get me stabilized without, without the uh, stuff right Mm -hmm. now, you know, Mm -hmm. and and then they will, will work to get me stabilized. I know about the half cup. Mm -hmm. I had a brother who was on he was on Coumadin and Warfarin mm-hmm. at the same time. That was years ago. He passed in 06. But anyway, so I've been familiar with these drugs for, for a long mm-hmm. time. 
um, I grew up on the farm, so I, I I eat everything. Back then, we grew everything we ate, but we had to buy flour. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. We had fruit trees and nuts. Well, it was a 1,700-acre place, and my wow. father was a caretaker. We had fruit trees, nut trees. Uh, we had a big garden. We had fields of potatoes and corn and peanuts wow. and you name it. And uh, we even made our own cornmeal. We took the shell of the corn and took wow. it to the mill, and they ground it on halves. So, mm-hmm. you know, we yeah, we bought soda, baking powder, and mm-hmm. salt. Mm-hmm. You know, like, wow. So I have, I've always, I have always eaten healthy, and that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I did have questions because, see, some of these things I don't know that I want. I don't know about the vitamin K. Mm-hmm. I know you're not supposed to eat spinach, which I love. I mean, mm-hmm. it's on the it's on the list. And mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Turnip greens are not in the cruciferous, but neither are spinach. No, but they're no. in the dark, greasy leans. Leans. Dark, greasy. Oh, my Dark, green leafies. Thank you for rescuing me from my fat tongue this morning. But they are in that category. Mm-hmm. And so that um, those are vitamin K rich as well. So pretty much any of your um, dark greens, um, so shard or spinach or turnip greens, kale, mustard greens, yeah. collard greens, uh, kale, mm-hmm. all of those are going to have um, moderate to high mm-hmm. amount of vitamin K in them. All right, Miss Kay, I hope that helped you out a little bit. If not, you can always send me an email, and I'll be happy to get you some more information there. All right, let's go on to our next caller uh, in Mobile. Good morning, Melba. Good morning. How are you? I'm blessed. Well, good. Thank you for hanging on for us. What can we do for you today? Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, some people probably think I'm crazy. Oh, well, some people probably think I'm crazy, too. That's all right. (laughs) But... In the morning, I eat. I, I put take me a pot. I put uh, anywhere from a tablespoon to a one and a half tablespoons of olive oil in the pot. I put a half a cup of oatmeal, a half a cup of chili beans that's been rinsed, and a cup of water. Mm-hmm. And I cook them together, and that is my breakfast. Mm-hmm. And so after that, because that's usually a pretty pretty heavy breakfast. Mm-hmm. It is. And the rest of the day is I I use uh, either walnuts or pecans, mm-hmm. something like that. I I eat, and of course I do drink diet cokes. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I drink tea and milk uh, mm-hmm. fixed together. I mm-hmm. take a sixteen ounce glass of tea and. Uh, glass and make half of it tea and half of it skim milk and one sweetener. Then I usually eat some kind of greens in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I eat kale, spinach, um, mustard greens, broccoli, something like that. Yeah. And you know, I yeah. Also try to eat. Try to fix me once in a not every day, but a good bit of time. I fix me a smoothie mm-hmm. using blueberries mm-hmm. and some kind of fruit. And I have oranges to eat. And usually in my smoothies, I'll put a lemon and the pulp and the juice. And maybe sometimes I put a little bit of the rind, mm-hmm. and so that's the kind. That's the way I eat. Yes. My, my blood profile was all in the 
normal range when I went to the doctor to have my cholesterol. Well, that's yet. fantastic. Yeah, congratulations. You know, and I don't think you're crazy on that breakfast. You know, that um, we tend to think of oatmeal as being only a uh, sweet mm-hmm. type of uh, meal. Uh, with, you know, a fruit or yogurt or something like that with it. But there is a whole category of recipes out there called savory oats um, that people um, do. And that's essentially what you have made there is a savory oat um, breakfast that's packed with lots of good fiber. It's Mm -hmm. packed with plant protein. Um, and it's it, the way you've built it, um, it's got a lot of staying power with it. Yes, so that's why yeah. you're not getting hungry um, until later on in the day because yeah. you've got a lot of fiber and a lot of plant-based protein that's keeping mm-hmm. you full there and not to mention lots of um, vitamins and, yeah. and minerals yeah, that so, you've yeah. got going on in there. So, um, you know, I think, you know, if, it's, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Exactly. It sounds like you're eating I'm, a, I'm a, with a pretty well. uh, healthy dietary pattern and your labs are reflecting that. Um, so kudos to you. Oh, thank you. And I also use uh, old-fashioned oats. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I do as well. So do oh, I. Okay. Yeah. So do I, yes. <laughs> and I have oats every single morning. Well, I, I gave out oats, and I have to get someone to take me to the to the store to get my groceries. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get to the store, and uh, I had some cream of wheat, and so I just okay. put beans and cream of wheat. There you go. You make it work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, Miss Cindy, thank you so I mean, Miss um, Melba, thank you so much for giving me a call today. All right, and I'm listening to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye, dear. All right, let's go ahead and take our last break of the hour. Um, Now's a great time to uh, give us a call to get that question in before uh, the end of the show. That number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And we're talking about diet and nutrition today. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell. Joining me today is Dr. Fiona Lewis, registered dietitian uh, and chef as well. And we have been answering questions about the new report that came out listing the top diets of 2019. And uh, it's no surprise there that the top three are uh, heavily plant-based type diets. They are uh, the Mediterranean diet, the DASH diet, and the flexitarian diet. Uh, and so we're happy to take your questions and comments about that. That number is one eight seven seven mpb ring All right, Fiona, 
real quickly, let's go through um, what those mean. So Mediterranean diet in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Basically, uh, fish, fatty fishes, Mm -hmm. seafood, um, high-quality olive oil, um, heart-healthy nuts, um, let's see, whole grains, Fruits and vegetables. vegetables. Yeah. Alcohol in moderation. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Which is no more than one um, serving of alcohol for women, two for men uh, uh, per day. And on the fish, um, you know, fatty fishes, things like salmon and Mm -hmm. tuna um, are kind of the probably the ones that are more commercially available for folks. Um, But it's still, that's not on a daily basis exactly. right that's exactly. on uh it's it's one to or a couple of times a week, week on yes. that it's not every day right so still the majority of that plant uh majority of that plate is focused around um, um, legumes yes. and grains and fruits and veggies yes Absolutely. and nuts and seeds all yes. of those different kinds of good things yes. there um dash diet what is the it's dash diet? basically the same but um there's a little bit more in terms of red meat mm-hmm. you know there's allow for some yes that. allow for some red meat and allow for some dairy, mm-hmm. um, low-fat dairy. Low fat dairy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's pretty much the difference yeah. between the two. But still yeah. largely um, plant and whole yes. grain focused. Yes. Um, actually, the meat uh, recommendations on DASH are about six ounces yes. or less six per ounces. day. A lot of us have more than six ounces yes. per meal. Um, so if you're going to uh, pick uh, a meat, then just a little bit smaller yes. portion of that. And then what the heck does the word flexitarian mean? So flexitarian is basically... Lots of plants, but I still have the option right. to add some um, lean meats, mm-hmm. uh, cooked well, not, nothing fried and, uh, right. you know, a lot right. of grease. So right. uh, chicken, baked chicken without the skin. And um, if I wanted to do some uh, like a poached salmon or something like right. that. Um, yeah. yeah. So it gives me the option to eat lots of plants. Um, and then still eat lean lean proteins, and sometimes I could just do legumes, and I don't mm-hmm. do a plant protein. Right, right. That, I think that's right. the highlight of it. Yeah. That sometimes I don't do animal protein at all. Right, right. I kind of do like a modified vegan vegetarian. Right, right. Thing. Which I think you know. I kind of tell folks flexitarian is like being vegetarian mm-hmm. with no guilt associated if I happen to have to have exactly. some meat, right? Exactly. So um, it's usually a fairly good pattern to adapt when you're traveling. Yeah. You know, I tend to not eat animal protein now, but, you know, we went to New Orleans mm-hmm. for New Year's, ate mostly um, uh, vegan when I was down there. But at New Year's dinner, there was two options. There was steak or fish, mm-hmm. you know, so I chose fish. It was mm-hmm. the leaner cut of that and just moved on in life. And there's a better option. As opposed to not eating any protein at all. Right, right. And without having the guilt with that. Exactly. All right. So let's go ahead and get back to the phone lines and talk with uh, Cindy and Brandon. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. If I have a friend who's going to be starting chemo, and Mm -hmm. I was wondering if they would advise her, you know, what she should eat, not eat, those kind of things, or if y'all have recommendations, uh, and, and whether you need to take supplements of any kind. Okay. Yeah. So um, I would say the person, your friend may or may not get a consult with a dietitian. So one of the first things that she does need to do or he needs to do is to ask for one if one is not given. Mm -hmm. Um, We I'm not sure if you asked if we could make recommendations here, but um, those recommendations are going to be individualized based on um, the symptoms that your friend will be experiencing, as well as their specific uh, labs and body weight and all those things. So it's very individualized. That's mm-hmm. why it needs to be 
a sit-down um, session with a dietitian. Right, because they're going to be, you know, colon cancer, dietary changes are going to be a little bit different than, exactly. say, an estrogen receptor exactly. positive breast cancer exactly. type of recommendations. So, you know, a lot of um, cancer institutes that are out there do include a dietitian mm-hmm. or at least a dietary consult mm-hmm. um, at the initiation of treatment. But if uh, they don't, you absolutely have the yes. right to ask, ask for, for one. one. If they don't have one on staff, you can always go to eatright.org, yes. which is um, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, and put in your location, and it will show you dietitians yes. in your area that should absolutely. be able to help you out with that. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Cindy. All right. Moving right along, let's go to Arkansas and talk with uh, John this morning. Hello, John. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, you have a great voice. Well, you, you have a good radio but, voice. Tell me what we can do for you today. Well, first of all, I like to thank you all for trying to encourage people to, you know, follow a good diet. Mm-hmm. diet. Uh, I have, <laughs> this may not be a course. That, well, we'll what see. I can understand is how can a person think that they can eat some dead meat, a dead animal, and expect for it to be good for their body, and it's already dead. It's not live like vegetables be. Uh, you see mm-hmm. the green. And, and another question I have in there, you know, I was raised in the church. Mm-hmm. But all my life, I never heard nobody talk about a good diet in my teachings I was mm-hmm. brought up with. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. you just eat anything. Uh, nobody try to counsel, mm-hmm. cheering, mm-hmm. But I thank you all, you know. Yeah. I, you know. Uh, I appreciate you all. That's the main thing I want to say. All right. Well, we thank you for that, John. Um, yes. And Yeah. And, you know, the, the deal with meat is it's kind of one of the things that we were just brought up doing. Yeah. So it was just more of a cultural, social Absolutely. norm. And so, you know, there are definitely folks who are still going to be meat eaters. Mm-hmm. And we want to help them pick the, you know, the best, the best choices for that, which again, are you're going to mm-hmm. be your, um, your fish mm-hmm. and your leaner cuts, you know, your, your poultry and, and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But well, uh, you, what I was saying, if you start off as a child eating meat, then quite naturally, yeah, yeah. you're going to have, but it, it dives and and the way we are taught, you know, dictates the rest of our lives. And it is harder to change. It is harder to change. And, and science and technology, we have about certain things. You know, if I say dope is drugs is bad for you, you can bag <laughs> all this stuff up with. You can yeah. bag it up with uh with with data. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. All right, and, John. Thank you so thank much you. for giving us a call this morning. Yes. All right. Before we get to our last couple of callers, I do want to let folks know about something that if you're still confused about what it means to have a healthy dietary pattern, we've got a free series that's Mm -hmm. coming up um, that will be led um, by Fiona. Um, It will be starting actually this Wednesday, January the 9th, and we'll be going through February the 27th. So Wednesday evenings um, on that, and it will actually be in Brandon at Mm -hmm. our wellness centers and uh, 30 minute free sessions um, Mm -hmm. with different topics each time so uh, but they're not dependent on one another so if you miss mm-hmm. out on one doesn't keep on coming in 
um, for that. Um, if you've got uh, any questions about how to get more information about that, please send me an email mm-hmm. at fit at mpbonline.org, um, and I'll be happy to get that out to you. And you can also call the Wellness Centers, which is 601-724-1099 um, to get more information about that. And then we'll be following those free classes up with um, a class series that will be hosted by both um, Fiona and mm-hmm. myself called Full Plate Living um, that is uh, available as well for you. All right, I think we've got time to take one more call. So let's go to uh, Rachel in Alabama. Good morning, Rachel. Hi, can you hear me? I can. We've got just a few minutes, so go ahead and lay it okay. on me. Well, I uh, may not have enough time to answer it. I was just curious <laughs> about uh, what your feelings are on intermittent fasting. Okay, yeah, we can probably get to that. Fiona, do you have anything, your thoughts on intermittent fasting? I'll let you go first. Okay, you'll let me go first. All right, so my my thoughts on intermittent fasting, which often intermittent fasting is, is cycling almost. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a certain amount of time without food mm-hmm. and then a certain amount of time with food. Some people do intermittent fasting by consuming all of their calories within a certain uh, set of hours, hours and then they're fasting for the rest yeah. of the day. Some people do it in block cycles. Um, it can work. There um, are is information out there that it can work. Um, the latest thing that I've seen, and I've not looked in the last month or so, but the latest things that I've seen said it's that the overall weight loss associated with that is relatively comparable mm-hmm. to just following a regular um, healthy eating plan, um, but that it can be appropriate to help jumpstart almost um, a weight loss when you have yeah when you have folks who are um, kind of struggling to get going or needing something that's very structured um, that it can kind of kick it off and get it started but looking out longitudinally or out in the long term the outcomes don't appear to be that different yeah and and that and you know that goes back to what we were talking about the the diets being ranked and how Mm -hmm. they were ranked you know are they easy to follow Um, in the long term do you get uh, can you stick to it? So I think, you know, if, if that's something you want to do, you've tried other things, other um, eating patterns, it hasn't worked for you. You want to try it. Yeah. Try it. Um, be safe. Yeah, always um, make sure, always clear it with the healthcare yes, provider to make safe. sure, you know, if you've got diabetes or something like that, then I don't like mm-hmm. for those folks to go long periods of time yes, fasting on that. Yeah, and no. then whatever foods you are consuming, um, they still need to be healthy exactly. foods. You know, I've seen people do intermittent fasting and eat like pizzas and hamburgers exactly. and french fries in that um, window of time because it's my time to eat. So exactly. I got to get it all in. Exactly. And that's just not the right way exactly. uh, to do it. So again, I would probably consult both with my healthcare provider to make sure I don't have a medical condition that would uh, exclude me from that, as well as a dietitian that can build that out a plan for you on yes. that. And the dietitian website's eatright.org to find a dietitian in your area. All right. We have uh, just talked about all sorts of good things yes, today have. as related we to uh, nutrition. If you didn't get your question in, you can send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. Also, if you want more information about those free classes that we have coming up starting this Wednesday, January 9th in Brandon, Mississippi, you can send me that email as well. Um, I've enjoyed our first show of 2019 and looking forward to lots of future shows this year. Thanks to Jay White, our producer, and getting that phone fixed uh, so that we could have another great show on Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit.